Who is calling? Is this almost canon? Uh, I think so. Who is this? Uh, my name's uh, uh, Bob Billy Jim Bob. Uh, come again, sir. Uh, Bob Billy Jim Bob. Uh, hello, Bob Billy Jim Bob. I'm Frank. Yeah, and I'm. And I was just calling. Uh, I was wondering how your car insurance is. I don't... You need uh, some supplemental car insurance in case I ride emergency a... breakdowns or something bad happens to your car, sir. I ride a horse. Horse? Oh, well, in... oh, oh. Uh, don't get me started. We just so happen to have supplemental horse insurance. You do? <laughs> oh, yeah. You're, if your horse breaks down, we will Fix find it. you a replacement. Okay. And then we'll buy you a whole new horse. Oh, damn. Why don't you just fix the one that broke down? Well, you, we, we can't do that, sir. It's dead. Oh, it died? Yes. Yep. Did you shoot it? Unfortunately, we got to put the horse down. Oh, my goodness. Once it's been damaged. I, uh, in I? the meantime, while you're still shopping for a new horse, we can replace the one that is uh, damaged with a... With a used one, and then when you find your new horse, we can give you the money to buy that new horse, sir. What if I refuse the, this insurance? It doesn't sound like something I'm interested in. Well, you know, it, it, you you can refuse it, yes, yes, but what happens if your horse breaks down? Uh, then what I'll, are you going to do then? I guess I suppose that I'm walking. Now, if you have this insurance... It's like, it's real, it's real, it's real good, it's real good to have, you know, it takes a whole load off your back, uh, uh, knowing that your horse will be replaced at no cost to you, other than the monthly premium of $5,000. Sir. Oh, excuse uh, me, I might be interested. <laughs> I also have a horse named Damby. Oh, you do? Yeah. That must be a dandy fine horse. Yeah, she's dandy. I'll tell you, I don't know that I'm able to pay 5000 a month, though. I think bank... Well, that's okay. We can work with you on that. And uh, you can you can make three payments. Uh, Actually, no, four payments a, a week. Oh, boy. Sounds like a nice gentleman. I don't know. He wants to help uh, us. I don't know. So, so that would be... Yeah. Are you doing the math? <laughs> don't do the math. <laughs> Take too damn well. I don't need to do the math, sir. It, the math... The math adds up. Itself. Well, okay. It explains itself. It adds up. You do the math yourself. I'm telling you... Don't question it. dollars a month. I'm sold. I'm that sold. That is a deal. Say less. I'm sold. Perfect. Uh, I'll fill me out too. The, Sign me up. You got ten thousand a month coming in. Uh, now I'm gonna. I'm just gonna call you every other day and ignore the shit out of you. Uh, 
Now, my horse. And that's what we do here at Supplemental Insurance Co. My horse is a little. It has a, a little special condition. Now, I should explain. It has stench glands. Yep, I've heard of this. Well, do you insure those stench glands? Can you make sure I get an equal horse with stench glands? Hold on one second, sir. Hold on one second. Oh, can I speak to your manager? I don't know. I wonder if they're going to throw in that um, golden uh, saddle blanket that they promised. Oh, now I don't know if I heard him mention saddle blanket. I did see a commercial and they were saying that they would throw in the golden saddle blanket if you got two customers. Did you see that on the QVC channel? Saw it on. All right. I think I did. All right. I got my manager oh, right it. here. Okay. Hello. Uh, can I, may I speak with him or her? Yeah, I'm the manager. Oh, hello. <laughs> hello, ma'am. Uh, now. Uh, no, I'm a sir, sir. I'm a sir. Oh. Please. Okay, no. uh, sir. Um, I just was explaining to your uh, subordinate there that uh, I need special insurance that covers the stench factor. Yeah, you know what? This ain't gonna work. Uh, have a nice day, sir. Fuck, Bye. Fuck you. Can I, I spe- am. Can I speak with the other guy again, or is he gone too? Other guy was nicer. Other guy was real nice. He was gonna give us two beep, for one. Beep, 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 beep. Anyway, Nicholas, um, look, this is Frank. Bank is not here tonight. I, uh, he's sick or some shit. I am here just as an engineer, and I'm, I wanted to introduce you. Uh, hello, Nicholas Billiards. Welcome to Almost Cannon. I don't think he's, um, I don't yep. think he's there. That's me. Oh, shit. There he is. Hello, Nick. Hi. Something happened to my phone. I don't know what was going on. Yeah, well, I was that having. Sounds a, weird. I was talking to insurance but people. Bank has the c word. It's all good now. What's the c word? Ate too much cookies. Bank, where he ate too many cookies? That gosh darn cookie eating. So and so. Anywho. You guys hear that beeping sound? Like, I thought that was the phone hanging. The phone um being disconnected. Yeah. It was like, bling, bling, no. Beep, no, beep, not that beep. beeping sound. Oh. It was a humpback whale, more like I, a humpback whale sound? Never mind, I don't think you could hear it. I, I didn't. Anywho, they hired oh. me. I'm paying 20 I saw the weirdest thing today. You did? Weirdest thing happened to me today. I was at the gas station, this guy came up to me and he asked me if I wanted to buy supplemental horse insurance. I told him I don't even have a horse. Slow down. Slow. Now, somebody asked you for horse insurance? Tried to sell it to him. I said, I said, I don't have a horse, but I know somebody who does. Did you give him our number? I did. Damn. Oh, my goodness. Well, thank you, because we just bought it, and it's amazing. Yeah, and and I I got $100 out of the deal. I don't know. Congratulations. I feel like the manager really, really shot us down on that one. Oh, we didn't get it. That's right. No, they wouldn't provide the extra. The stench. The stench. They didn't provide the extra uh, stench gland protection. You see, my horse has stench glands. This has been established. This is canon. That's too bad. Anywho. 
Well, I'm glad you got your hundred bucks, though. That's pretty cool. Yeah, at least I still got a hundred dollars. So. Yeah. <laughs> you can divvy it up with us later if you want. Put it into the tail. But not not you, because you don't really work here. Uh, what's your name? Frank? Frank. Frank, you don't get any money. This is a volunteer for you. Uh, you bank promised me $20 for doing this. <laughs> here it is. He said I can have... I'm counting up. All right, Frank. You already counted. One, two, three, four. You already counted it, Darcy. There's money. I when you're done with the episode, I'll give it to you. I watched you count it. And who are you... Who are you to be holding the funds for keeping the funds for me? I'm engineer. Oh, you're the engineer. And also Steve. Where's Steve? Steve was, he was being too absentee. So Bank said that he had to let him go, and and, and then he hired me. And that's how that all went down. <laughs> Steve was fired. I don't know. I just I just saw him running off into the distance. I don't know. He's probably he's probably okay. <laughs> he went running away. He just went running away. Just a figure running through the field. It was a it was a figure and it was like it looked like, like it was shrouded in fog. And he the was banks out there somewhere naked running around. I don't know where Bank is. Bank and Steve are running out there together somewhere. I think they might be frolicking. <laughs> Maybe with the Fae folk. I don't know. I can't tell. Anyway. Well, it was a ni- it, it was a nice day to frolic, that's for sure. Well, Frank here did go to podcasting school. He told me. Ah, uh, that's right. Four years at a prestigious podcasting institute. So he's got the credentials. I got the credenza. I got the thing. You, I'll prove it. Look at my degree. Oh yeah. Yeah. What are you going to talk with, with with Frank and I about this evening, Nicholas? Yeah, Nikki. What do you, I mean, Nicholas, what do you, uh, what you won't talk about? I heard it might be scary. Thanks. I just had some gloves come flying through my window. Blood? Blood. Gloves. Gloves, Bug. like winter's gloves. Bugs? No, <laughs> gloves for your hands. Oh, gloves. <laughs> they came flying through your window? Yeah, they're... How? They're, uh, Somehow that's even weirder than blood. <laughs> I can see blood, <laughs> but not goon. bloody gloves. They're goon explorers. Goon. Oh. It's raining gloves. <laughs> it's raining cats. And yeah. So. Hats and gloves. Frightening. If you, if you didn't know, this is almost canon. Uh, the hip new podcast that's sweeping the nation. We're taking, I mean, you guys are taking over from what I understand. Yep, we are. And on on Almost Canon, we talk about all sorts of weird shit. That's true. Now, I've listened to every single episode so far, and I've been thoroughly educated on very diverse topics, and I just can't wait to listen and hear what you got to tell us tonight, Nikki. Yeah, so tonight's going to be a... A humdinger? Quicker than usual episode. A corker? Quicker. Oh, quicker. Quicker. Should we call? Faster. Should they? Maybe I'll tell Bank, or you guys can decide. Is it a mini sode? Oh, I heard one of those. Mini sode? I don't know. You. I don't know if it's a mini sode. Yeah. But <laughs> Is that a word? It's a so. It's I a, got a. Uh, 
I got one story, major story to go over here. Okay. And then a couple little things, you know, to throw in. Little goobers? No, like, uh, no, just to salt the side. Just to do what now? Salt the fries. salt it. Salt the fries? the top. The top? Uh Uh-oh. I got a little mini... Mini so. Little mini person running after me. Uh oh. Whoa. Who's that? It's a faithful. Come on, bye. Who was that? Was that little Jim? Bye. You know, every episode I've listened to, I've always said to myself, where's little Jimmy? Where is he in all this? And I can't, I don't know, I can't know. Okay. I don't know. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye, Jimmy. And that's Sorry. almost canon. Sorry. My little kid just ran up to the car. Aww. Oh, that's adorable. Leaving. He's going to Graham Grams. My heart. Graham Grams. My heart is breaking. I love Graham Grams. But yeah, so I got a I got a, a major story that we can go over. Uh, major. You no. Know, it touches on some subjects that we've talked about in the past. And then I got some little some little things to throw in on the side, you know. But uh So you know how last week we did that thing about the asteroid? I do. I, I mean, I, I, I listened to it. I wasn't there, but I, I, I listened to it. Wow. That, that Tyler was quite a fellow. You know that just a couple of days ago, I just I just wanted to bring this up because I thought it was weird that in, a small asteroid came in and blew up over the English Channel. on. It was like February 13th. Oh, goodness. And it was it was like... It was a three-foot asteroid, so it's nowhere near the size of a pofus. A three-footer. But, uh, yeah, a three-footer. Oh my goodness! I'm just picture. Ooh. And they they found it an hour before, or I think it was like seven hours before they knew that it was gonna. Oh, only an hour? No, like seven. Oh, seven, seven hours. Seven hours. Oh my goodness! Now, I mean that's that's that's. That's not a, that's not a lot of time, is it? No. But I mean, if it's bigger, probably they get it early. Yeah, I mean, I guess if it's bigger, it's probably easier to see, right? You know, you could see it from further away. I, I mean, but, you'd hope so. I, I don't know. Well, you would hope that they would find any asteroid a little before s- seven hours away. I know, right? That's kind of messed up. But uh. I just want to bring that up. Okay, well. That's scary. It is a little scary. Where did it hit? The English Channel, you said? Wait, yeah, this this really happened? The English Channel. This really what? happened? This really happened? Yeah, just the other day. Yesterday? The Here, day before Valentine's the Day? The 13th. On February 13th. Oh, I remember he said that maybe Apophis would hit on Friday the 13th. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that- it was, it was like at three o'clock in the morning or something. And that night, that that asteroid 
the little one came in. Yeah. Me and my wife were driving down the road right oh. here on River Road, like right in town here, and uh, there was this weird light in the sky. It was like a streak of light. It was it was uh, vertical, so, so it was like standing up. It, it was it was really weird. I don't even know what it was. Whoa. I, I got a video of it, but it doesn't really show up in the video. How long was it up there for? Quite a while. You like, saw the asteroid, maybe? I, I, mean, I thought it would be, but it was at the wrong angle. Like, it was, it would have been, like, away from, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Crazy. Maybe it was. Crazy. But I maybe thought it was it, weird. Maybe it was one of those unexplained objects that we've been hearing so much about lately. <laughs> one of the balloons? Yeah. What's maybe going on? Balloon. I mean, UFOs? Spacecraft? Alien spacecraft that they shot down? I don't know. Things are going wild all over the place. Lily, uh, did I tell you about... Lily last night in Brattleboro? No. I shouldn't talk about it. And that that's a perfect segue into my next Dead body. She's uh, news news She's topic. Right near her park. So you know how they shot down the big balloon, right? Yeah. That was like And then they shot down those other littler ones? Yeah, I remember. I heard I think all. There were like three or four more that they shot down, like yeah. uh, up north. I remember. I heard. Do you think all. those were just balloons, or do you think they were really alien spacecraft? I'm just. What do you think they were? I believe that they were alien spacecraft. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what I want to believe. Can I believe it? Maybe they were both. Maybe alien spacecraft are balloons. Maybe alien balloons. Like those, I picture them being like the ones at Thanksgiving Day Parade. Like a giant Homer Simpson type alien spacecraft. That would be really cool. I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, I I know like uh, uh, the general there who's in charge of um, the Air Force, I think he was, I got it right here. The Air Force's Northern Command, General Glenn D. Van Herrick. I saw a picture of him. He looks serious, like a serious man. Who's he? The general. What, do you got a picture of him? Well, I saw one online. He's the general of what? Of the military. (laughs) Yeah, he's the world. No, he's like the general of the, the Northern Air Command, pretty much, you know? Yeah. Look him up. He, he says, this, this is a quote, uh, he says, I haven't ruled anything out at this point when, and he said that when he was asked about, uh, you know, extraterrestrial UFOs. So who knows? Maybe they did shoot something down. Don't you wish in some ways he had just started giggling maniacally? Yeah, that's him. Are you sure? There's three. No, not him. Not him either. This guy had big dark circles under his eye. No. <laughs> his face is too... Goddamn small. What's his official title? <laughs> yeah, whatever, Nick. What is he called? The Attorney General? He's called the General of the Stars. General of the Stars? Yeah. <laughs> What's his uh, title? General Glenn. He's called Colonel of Space Force. <laughs> and he's got a big face. What did you say, Glenn? I might as well call him Colonel Face Force. General Glenn. Get it? Face Force. Because his face is big. General oh, Glenn D. Van Harris. I see him. There yeah, you go. He does look alien. Yep, he's got the head. Okay, that's he's not him. He's one of them. 
Yeah, he's got a lot. I mean, of, he's not really important or anything. He's got a lot of those little pins, though. <laughs> Look at those pins. It's like 50 of them. I just wanted to bring that up. It's not really important. Well, I mean, I'd like to think that they shot down, you know, a spaceship on accident, and Ni- now they're just covering it up. Nicholas? But, uh... Nicholas? What? <laughs> can I... Can I give you... Can I actually give a theory here real quick? I believe that's... Oh, shit. Darcy's... Darcy's having a fit over there. Now, um... I believe that since you and Bank started doing this podcast is when all these so-called alien sightings are starting to make it into the public realm. Therefore, it is my belief that somehow this podcast has triggered the onset of a new age where extraterrestrials reveal themselves to us. Well, hopefully, they go through us. That's kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah. So they're going to... I don't know if... I actually don't know if I'd want to talk to an alien. Well, I think I would. And I'm pure... too afraid. Now, Darcy has really zoomed in in a very creepy way on the face of this general. I definitely don't like things in my bum bum. His eyes are really close together. His eyes are... He doesn't have a perfectly symmetrical face. I know that's already happened to me once, so... Well, as we established, my anus is permanently in retrograde. <laughs> I didn't think you were listening. <laughs> I, I mean, Banks' anus is permanently <laughs> in retrograde. I have no comment Wait on it. Wait a minute. Are you Banks' twin brother by any chance? Bank talks to me, okay? <laughs> and his name is Banks. Ba- a bank. He doesn't talk to anyone. Singular. Damn it. Banks. And don't call him Cash and don't call him whatever the heck you guys are always calling him. And All right. Okay, All let's right. hear it. I'm sorry. So, well, you guys are looking up pictures of our dear old General Glenn D. Van Eric. We're going to go to a quick commercial break. Do you suffer from lack of pizza? Oh, I do, I do. Well, why don't you try West River Provisions? They get your flares and your scares. And your bobbers. Your bobbers and your daubers. And your milk product. I like them daubers. You got milkweed and you got milk duds. Three times. I like them milkweed. We support Almost Cannon almost all the time. They They got a shelf full of hot peppers. And we are funding this program this evening. Back to our regular scheduled program. All right. And we're back. Nicely done. I'm almost canon. That was a beautiful ad read. I hope everybody buys those products. <laughs> yeah. West River Provisions. We're not getting paid by them, but damn, they are good at their jobs. Yeah. Yeah. You, they sure are. You got to get on that list pretty early in the morning, though, if you want a pizza. Bobbers. And the daubers. You can't forget the daubers. Daubers. Oh, God. Daubers and daubers. Ooh. Waka. Waka flaka. What is happening there? Waka flaka flame. I go hard in the motherfucking paint. <laughs> no, stop. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right. Enough rapping. You stop. You stop. I mean, sorry. This is, uh, this is that guy. So let's get into this topic here I got. 
Hit I got, me. Uh, Hit me, Nikki B. I think, I think you might like it. I'm not sure, though. I want you to so, en- entertain me. So it's a it's a monster story of sorts, you know? It's a, an, an encounter story, I guess we'll call it, that took place in Maine, a small town in Maine. Um, a lot of people are familiar with this story because of the sci-fi channel. They did a show called Paranormal Witness. And one of the episodes focused on this story. So a lot of people know it from that. Uh, it also appeared in... Takes, takes place in that. <laughs> Darcy. It also appeared in this book by uh, this, this woman named Linda Godfrey. She wrote a lot of books about, like, uh, werewolves, dogmen. She, was, she became quite famous for... For finding the story about the, uh, crap, now I can't think of what it's called. Uh, the Beast of Bray Road. Oh, you talked about that along, uh, uh, when, oh. Yeah, so this lady, she, she was a, uh, Werewolf like, episode. uh, she started off as, like, an amateur, um, journalist working for, like, a no- local newspaper, and while she was doing that, she started she from the bottom, now she's here. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, pretty much. Uh, she actually recently passed away in December. Um, but All right. she wrote several books. Someone choking over there? Dar- Sounds like someone's dying. Darcy's having a... Darcy's but, uh, She's okay. She's okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Linda Godfrey. She was uh, a journalist, and she found this this folder it was either at the sheriff's office or the animal control office I can't remember which one but it was it was labeled werewolf oh um so apparently there are a lot of werewolf sightings so they created a folder about werewolf sightings and that's you know pretty much where she started her career she's wrote multiple books about so, so she was a journalist a journalist and she uh she took an interest in the supernatural? Yeah, pretty much. I see. So, let's get into this here. Um, we'll call it, uh, I know on the Sci-Fi Channel and they're, they call theirs the Wolf Pack. We'll just call our, we'll call our story, uh, uh we'll just call it the Palmyra werewolves. How's that sound? That sounds pretty good. Tell me how to spell that. All right. It is P-A-L-M-Y-R-A. Palmyra. T as in tiger? P as in penis. (laughs) Palmyra. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, like Paul Mall. Like Paul Mollive. Yep. Okay, I'm with you. All right, so this is a little town in Maine. Uh, it's got just the pop. It's got just over 1,900 people that live in the town. Oh, I can see it's it. Somerset County. I've been through town it's like. Kind of. 
What? I've been through that kind of town many times on my horse. Nice. That must have been a long trip. Well, I've ridden all over the place. I bet you needed supplemental horse insurance for that one. Well, I've been riding the same old paint for all these years. That's a good horse right there. She's nigh on 90, 80, 80 years old. It's pretty, uh, pretty old nag. So yeah, Palmyra, a small town. It's got about 1,900 people that live in it. It's in Somerset County, and it's located in like South Central Maine. So it's not on the coast. You know, it's inward. Um, and it's it's famous for being the birthplace of James Springer White, who co-founded the Seventh-day Adventist Church. So, yeah. It's his hometown? That's his hometown. He's a famous man. Uh, we don't have to get into what that is. Okay. I just wanted to mention that. So, yeah. Uh, Eric and Shelley are the people's names. Eric and Shelley Martin, and they had moved to Palmyra with their daughter, Chelsea, because Eric, the husband, he, he had gotten injured at his, at his job. He worked at a paper mill, and he was working on a piece of equipment, and he damaged some discs in his back. Um, so they, they didn't really say, but it seemed like they had to move from wherever they were staying, wherever they were living at, I, you know, I don't, this is just, I'm just gathering this, that they had to move to a new location, a new house, and Shelly also had to find a new job that would have been closer to the new place they were living at. So they, they chose Palmyra as their, as their new home, this house in Palmyra. Uh, I'm with you. So leading, what? I'm sorry, I was coughing because I choked on something. What I missed it. Why did they have to move? Because the husband, Eric, he had, he had did something to some discs in his back. Oh, he okay. Disabled. He got injured and he couldn't work anymore. Okay, okay. I didn't really say why. Like, I didn't understand why. No, it's okay. Pretty much all she said was that she had to, so they, they moved to a new home and then she also had to find a, she also got a new job closer to the new home. Okay. That's really all it said, but I'm assuming it's because they had to find a new house, too. Okay. okay. Uh, Thank you for catching So leading oh, up to the encounter, Shelly and Eric, they would go out on the porch at night and drink coffee. Aww. You know, unwind. And that sounds So bad. they were sitting out on their porch, and they started seeing these weird, mysterious lights coming from... <gasps> from so there's a field, there's their house. And then there's a field, and there's a bunch of woods, like really thick woods, and there's a swamp past the woods. Um, and they would see these mysterious lights. Oh, those lights. From the woods. It oh. kind of looked like flashlights, maybe, but they would, they would come on, they would go off, they would come on, and they would travel around. And they were seeing these lights, and they were wondering what they were. And I, this went on for several days, and apparently the neighbor had even seen them. And so the Martins... Uh, Eric and their son, I believe his name was Jason, along with the neighbor, they would go back into the woods and they would try to find what these mysterious lights were. Fireflies. They, they, can, 
I could never find out where they were coming from. Um, they had, they had originally thought that they were poachers, so they wanted to go down and catch, you know, catch them in the act. Oh, like their lantern, their lanterns bobbing in the distance. Right, right. But they could never, they never found what the lights were coming from. They never from. found out. No, they were just like these mysterious lights. Oh my god! So that's really all that came from that. And they kept seeing them, uh, and then the lights they just kind of stopped. They went away and they stopped seeing them. Um, <clears throat> and they weren't fireflies. Then, not to be, not to be a, no, a naysayer, but I'm just wondering. No, they were like bright lights. Big ones. Like they would light up the woods, like definitely Ooh. like a flat, you know, like a flashlight or okay. something. Okay, definitely not a firefly that I've ever seen. Yeah, no, not, okay. not a firefly. Ooh, imagine there were fireflies that were that bright, though. <clears throat> okay, so, so... Wouldn't that be cool? Nothing ever became of that tail? Like, nothing ever... Imagine going out no. and going out into nope, a field nothing. and the fireflies are so bright that they just, like, blind you. <laughs> yeah, no, they were just giant fireflies. Whoa. Ooh, I wouldn't want it. Right, so what do, you, what do you think they are, anyone here? Like, what do you think I, that was? I don't know, I mean... Floaters. Hey, folk. We'll get in. We'll get into it at the okay. end, I oh, guess. Okay. All right, all right. I'm rushing ahead. Sorry. <coughs> um. So, so soon after the lights, Chelsea and her boyfriend Nathan, who would stay with them on weekends, um. This was this was uh, you know a couple weeks after they had moved in, so they wanted to explore the area around the house. So they took the dogs for a walk one morning. And the dogs, they started acting funny, visually acting funny. They knew something was, something weird was, was going on just by the way the dogs were acting. And they came across this hole in the ground. Um, but it wasn't like just any hole. It looked like it had been dug by a person, maybe. Like it was, it was perfectly round, which was weird. Like they, he, Nathan specifically mentions how how uh, perfectly round the hole was. Oh. And he said that it had to have been dug by a person with hand, you know, someone with hands. <clears throat> it couldn't have been an animal just by how, like, you know, perfect it was. And how deep was she? Well, I mean, it, they didn't go in it, but it was deep enough where, you know, it was dark and they couldn't see anything. Wow. So pretty deep. Uh, and then they got this weird feeling came over them. And uh, Chelsea was like, we got to get out of here. Something's about to happen. This, I don't like this. I don't feel good anymore. This is scaring me. Let's go. So they, they She's left. The smart. She's the smart one in the group. No. Um, <clears throat> seek, and so seek the, the main story takes place. It didn't really say how long after they found the hole, but I believe it was like almost maybe even the same weekend. Um. I believe it was not Labor Day weekend. What's the weekend in, in spring that kicks off, you know, like, oh, it's summertime. Memorial Day. <coughs> yeah, so it was M- Memorial Day weekend. Thanks birthday. Um, and it was around 10 o'clock. Eric and Shelly, they were sitting on the porch having their, you know, their, their evening coffee. Oh, I love that image. They they enjoyed doing this together. Who wouldn't? What? (laughs) Don't they stay up at night, the caffeine? I mean, it would be too much. That's true. You don't see me drinking coffee past 2 
p.m. at max. Otherwise, it's maybe it's decaf. Oh, oh yeah, Sanka. Excellent, excellent point. They just like coffee. They just like the taste of it. <laughs> Ooh. They're drinking decaf. Oh, it's probably instant too. That's like drinking non-alcoholic beer. <laughs> not good. <laughs> right? Not good. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. I love the image of them on the porch. I love though. that image. Drinking the hot beverage. <laughs> Dude, I'm sorry. Go on. Go on, Nikki. Sorry. Alright, so yeah, so it was around 10 o'clock at night. Um, they were enjoying their coffee, you know, looking for the deer that would usually be out. But they noticed that it was much quieter that night. Um, and they weren't seeing any of the, the deer that they would usually see. Because they, like I said earlier, they had a field that they're, they had kind of like a wraparound porch that went around the house. They would, Make a they picture. would be able to look out over this field. Um, but they didn't see any deer. Uh, so they're, you know, they're drinking their coffee. coffee. And then Eric all of a sudden has this feeling come over him. Where he knew something was wrong. He instantly was just, knew something was wrong. Something bad was about to happen. He gets up and he tells his wife that she needs to go, in, they need to go inside right now. Um, so he's kind of like pulling at her to get her to go inside. She's like... She doesn't, she's kind of confused as to what's going on. Uh, and she had this big flashlight, like this spotlight that they would shine out into the field. Flashlight. She picks it up. She, she shines it out towards the field. Oh. And uh, they illuminate three sets of these green eyes. Oh, goodness me. <laughs> um, I was picturing that immediately whole thing. knew these animals weren't deer. No, not at all. No. No. Not deer. What were they? Not deer. Well, so they knew by the color of the eye shine that these weren't deer. Deer have like a, like a, I guess it's kind of yellow. It's more yellow. And these were just like fluorescent green almost, you know? Mm. Were they like goat size? <laughs> were they shaped were all? They what? Were they shaped all? Were they, were they shaped they were all? They were not sheep eyes. Yes, that's what I was asking. <laughs> what is that shape where it's like kind of up and it's like a circle but not full and it's up and down? Oval. No, but it, oval's rounded edges. This one comes to a point, kind of. Rectangle? Trapezoid. Trapezoid, no. <laughs> uh, fuck. Huh. It's like a... Octagon. Never mind. Shit. Triceratops? Yeah. Tetrahedron. It's a, <laughs> that's what I meant to say. Tetrahedron. It's a... It's a uh, Rhombus. Rhombus. Romb- oh, rhombus. that's my favorite. The red one. Rhombus. Yeah. I love the name Rhombus. Raphael is a party. I mean, Raphael. Rhombus. Raphael so, rhombus. The shape of the eyes was a rhombus? rhombus. You're saying? Rhombus. <laughs> it didn't say what shape of the eyes they were. It just said the eyes shine. They okay. shone. They shined. It was green. <laughs> green. Okay. And so, yeah, so they're shining. They shine the light and they see these creatures they're low to the ground they're like crawling almost there's three Ooh. of them they come crawling across the road and oh. into their, their field oh my god they saw they're, their bodies yeah so they're crawling like they're staying low to the ground uh, and they're like slinking through the neighboring field across the road and then when they get across the road they rise up on two legs and they start loping across the yard loping um, and they run around this, this pond that's about 100 feet 
away from the, the Martins. They have a, a pond in the in the front of their house. Um, they sound terrifying. I'm picturing golem type creatures. <laughs> you know? Well, oh. Should be. I mean, like they folk. Well, you'll find out what they are. It's golem. Um, so these, they watch as these three creatures, they're running around the backside of this pond, and then Shelly and Eric, they hear movement from the front yard, and they see two more of them charging right at them. This is not good. Oh, uh, my God. And these two beasts, they, so they're, like, charging at them on all fours, and then they they rise up on two feet as well, right, right before they reach the Martins, but they break off their charge, and they run around... The backside of the pond as well, so they meet up with the other, the other three. So the Martins, they stood on the porch. They were frozen in fear for a minute, <gasps> unsure, really, of what they had just seen. I'm not sure. Uh, what the fuck? What the fuck? Was one that thought quickly came to their <laughs> came to their mind, and that was of werewolves. Hmm. Werewolves. So. Could yeah. be, could be werewolf. So these were like werewolf-like creatures. So they were kind of like humanoid, but also wolf-like. Hairy. Hairy. Here, suit. Yeah. So the Mar- Shelley describes in uh in um the book by Linda Godfrey, real wolf men. Shelley kind of describes what they look like, and they don't. Her description of them wasn't really like a wolf. But it kind of was. So they had like they had snouts, but they weren't like really big snouts. So not like a dog. They were kind of stubby. Stubby. Um, they had shorter, stubby tails. So they had tails, but they were only like eight inches long. Ooh. They weren't like really furry tails like a dog, you know. It's kind of stubby. But they did have dog legs. So dog they legs. They were walking on two legs, but their legs were shaped like dogs. Oh my goodness! You know, like a, a hog. That is terrifying. Um, it's just terrible. Yeah. Definitely sounds like a werewolf to me. It strikes my heart true with terror. Yeah, the Martins, they stood on the porch for a minute, and they were frozen in fear. Uh, and they, as they watched these, these other two werewolf creatures run around the backside of the pond, they, they run inside, you know. They locked the door behind them. Slam. Uh, what? Oh, sorry, I just did like a sound effect. I mean, I just did like a sound effect. Oh. Yeah, so they lock the door, they slam the door, they lock it. Slam! Uh, they knew that this <laughs> that this wouldn't keep the creatures from coming inside if they wanted to, but Eric and Shelly found, you know, comfort in this small act. Yeah. Um, That's also very beautiful. So, I really like this, this couple. I really, I really like them because they... I like that they just felt comfort going inside and just they had been drinking coffee on the porch before this and then just suddenly a bunch of fucking crazy demon things coming in and like, oh, let's go inside. Right. They might kill us, but at least we got each other. (laughs) They seem like a nice, nice couple. That's all that matters. They seem like a nice couple. That's what I'm saying. So yeah, so Shelly would then race around the house making sure all the doors and windows were shut and locked. Um... And they then looked for the creatures, you know, wondering where they had gone. So they wanted to make sure that they were still with, around the backside of the pond. Um, they had to kind of, like, move throughout the house to these different windows. 
try and get a, a good look at them. Uh, so, these creatures, these, these werewolf creatures, they clearly didn't seem to be afraid of the flashlight beam, it seemed like. Because um, Shelly had, she, she specifically remembers one of the wolf creatures staring right back at her when she shone the light. Oh. So they were kind of crouched down. She cool. remembers shining a light, her flashlight, so that, that big flashlight she had, the spotlight, mm. she was shining it out the window at one, and it stood up. Like it, They were crouched down, and it stood up and stared back at her. Why? Um, Why are they terrorizing these poor people? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so yeah, so knowing the creatures were together and far enough away from the house, that provided, you know, a little breathing room for, for the Martin. And Shelly decided to go check on their daughter, Chelsea, who was sleeping. Uh, I couldn't find whether the house had an upstairs and a downstairs, or if it was just a downstairs. Like um, one of those ranch-style houses. Right. So I looked at the house on Google Earth, and it looks like it's got two floors. Well, nice job with the research there. Yeah, I mean, I, I wanted uh, to see what the property looked like. The pond uh, has been filled in since since this happened. Oh, that's, I believe it took place in 2006 or 2007. That's a real bad omen. You don't fill in a pond like that. God damn it, they're going to get cursed. You know they will. Mm-hmm. I know. I don't know why you'd want to fill it in, but... Uh. but... Yeah, so the pond had been filled in, but you can... Uh, so yeah, so the house is, it's kind of close to the road, the main road, uh, kind of L-shaped with the bottom of the L going back towards the, the woods. There's a big barn kind of off to the left, the field's off to the left. Detail. And I can they're see just it. surrounded by, by my mind's woods. Eye. And then behind the woods, there's this, this pond and swampy area that just goes on forever, like. Um, so yeah, Chelsea, Shelly, she goes to check Chelsea, uh, and from Chelsea's bedroom window, she could look down towards the pond, uh, and saw the beast still there, crouching low. Shelly tried to wake Chelsea up, persistent. Uh, telling her she needed to look at these animals. She's like, she's like, look at, you know, shaking her daughter, trying to get her up. She's like, you gotta, you gotta look at these. There's something weird outside. Hurry, look. Chelsea gets up for a second. She looks at him, and she's like, "Oh, wow, that's cool." Wait, how old is she, how old is uh, Chelsea? The daughter, I wonder. Like, uh, she was. I think she said she was like seventeen. Oh, about teen. to graduate. No wonder she doesn't care that there's monsters out there trying to attack. Right? She's such a little. Yeah, so, oh, whatever, mom. Go back to bed. I'm tired. So her boyfriend would stay on the weekends because he was going to the military. He was going into the army. He stayed on the weekends with them. Uh, so what I'm thinking is this must have been a Sunday night because he wasn't there. Um, and if they had found the hole the day before, I, you know, I would imagine that would be a, either Sunday morning or, or Saturday or Sunday morning. So I think, I think this happened on Sunday night. They don't, they don't say, but I tried to, I had to piece the story together from, uh, the TV show, which which, uh, you know, they, they're talking in the TV show. They also kind of made some stuff up. 
you know, to make the show interesting. So I had to kind of sift through that. That's like what then, we do. <laughs> we no, improvise. That's not what we do. Uh, no, we don't make anything up. You're right. It's all real. And then, uh, you know, obviously from the book, Linda Godfrey's book, Real Wolfmen, and Shelly had also posted a post on Facebook after the TV show had came out. I kind of took all those three sources and pieced this story together. But, uh, so yeah, uh, Shelly, she's looking at these creatures. She's trying to get her daughter to look, look at them. The daughter's like, oh, wow, that's cool. Uh, goes back to bed. Eric decides that they need to get out of the house. Um, they need to get off the property. They need to get out of here. Wait, while those um, creatures are still out there? Yeah, so he's trying to figure out what to do. Okay. Eric gets the bright idea that if he can reach the truck, he can back the truck up to the door and that they'll be able to, you know, quickly get in the car, into the truck, oh and they'll goodness. be able to drive away. Yeah, that, so that, that sounds wild. He, uh, he goes outside, you know, he, well, I guess first he makes sure, you know, that the creatures are around the pond. So they're, all five of them are around the pond, uh, and he, he thinks he's, he has enough time to get to the truck. Okay. <coughs> um, oh, I hope so. But they all made it, right? They well, well, hold on. I, I just got to mention this, too. So Eric was also a hunter, and he had hunt, hunted, like, everything that you could hunt in Maine. Okay. He had been hunting his whole life, um, so he knew that these creatures outside his door, you know, out in the field, he knew they weren't bears. Right. Um, and he knew that they weren't, they obviously weren't wolves, that they were walking around on two feet. Yikes. But Shelly wouldn't, didn't allow him to keep his guns inside the house. Oh, he had to, damn it. He had to keep them in the garage, locked up in the garage. Damn it, um, Shelly. Right? And he originally wanted to get the gun, get a, get, get to the gun. But because he was disabled, he, he thought that he wouldn't be able to make it in time. They were they were kind of locked up in a like a homemade strong box, oh. um, which, which was then hidden, in, you know, up high in the garage, where like a potential thief wouldn't just stumble across them. Uh, I feel like if you're gonna have weapons, then why not just keep them like where you can actually use them in the event? Right. I don't. Yeah. I mean that kind of. It almost sounds, I don't know, sounds like it's almost like made up to make the story better. Like, why wouldn't you just, because Shelly said she didn't want guns in the house because of children, but the only child that was in the house was 17 years old. Like, I don't, you know, you would imagine a 17-year-old right. would be smart enough not to accidentally shoot themselves. Yeah, I, I, would, I would hope so, but maybe that's the reason. I don't know. Right. So, so yeah, the guns were locked away. So the initial thought was to go after the guns, uh, but then he decided that he would just try to get the, the, to the car instead. Okay. Uh, so no guns. Okay, gotcha. No guns. Right. So he quickly determines that he he could probably get to the truck in time. I mean, obviously he's injured. He, he doesn't move very fast. Right. Um, but he thinks he can do it. So he's moving from window to window, trying to figure out exactly where these creatures are you know he's, he's like scared to death he wants to make sure they're all together oh no. uh, and he sees that all five of them 
are keeping low within like the tall weeds around the uh, backside of the pond. And they're all like so grouped grow- together. Yeah, so they're all packed up around this pond, Ooh. which is only a hundred feet away from the house. Not a very big pond, but he thinks that should give him enough time okay. you know, to get to the truck. Uh, so he slowly unlocks the front door and opens it, hoping that any sound he, he may have made didn't attract the attention of these creatures. Yeah. And he's able to sneak onto the porch, down the front steps. Uh, you know, he's obsessively listening for any sound that would indicate the creatures were on the move. Doesn't hear anything. The truck is parked. He, he says it's only 20, 20 or 25 feet away from him. Uh, so he thinks he can make it. He's at the bottom of the steps, He's heading towards the truck. Um, and when he gets close to the, the truck, this motion sensor light kicks on. <gasps> And he's kind of like right in the middle of the, of the beam. Oh no. And he's like, oh shit. <coughs> oh shoot. Um, I don't like the way this is going. He's got to make it though, right? He wrote, he lived to tell the tale, I guess. That's what I hope. Right. So his light kicks on. And he's close to the truck. He's real close to it. He's like, great. I'm almost there. I'm going to make it. This light kicks on. He's right in the middle of it. He's exposed. He's. He's like, great, he's going to attract the attention of these creatures. Yep. And then yep. all of a sudden Classic. he hears one directly oh. behind him. No! Oh. <laughs> uh, what next? What so next, he, damn it! He turns around and he sees it. It's kind of on the outside. So, you know, this light kicks on. He's in kind of in the center of the light. And this creature is like on the outskirts of the, the light. It's not getting into the light, though. So he he, he doesn't know what to do at first. Um, I wouldn't either. I definitely... He doesn't know why this thing hasn't pounced on him yet. Right. He, it's clearly in, like, the attack position. You know, it looks like it's ready to get him. Yeah. He can hear it. He can hear it breathing. He can hear it snarling at him, grunting at him. Uh, hmm. And he slowly backs away from the, the truck. Um, like, why? He's able to make attacking? it back inside the house. Maybe oh. just wanted to say hi. Holy shit. What are you doing all this? Jesus. Wait, is one of them attacking well, you now? Jimmy's here. I just heard <gasps> Jimmy. He's the shit out of me. Uh, I thought it was one of those creatures. Hello, Jim. All right, we'll be quiet. Come it off. Down. It sounds like a surprise cameo by none other than <laughs> audience favorite, Little Jimmy. How do I know that? Hi, introduce. Say hi. Hello, Little Jimmy. Jimmy, welcome back to the hello, cast. Hello, Jimmy. Uh, I'm that was like perfect timing. Scared the shit out of me. Oh, uh, man. I thought that you were actually being attacked by one of those thingies. Maybe it was an army of Little Jimmies that attacked these people up in Maine. <laughs> Wait, are we in Maine? We're not in Maine know, anymore. Like, Paul Myron. I didn't even see him. I didn't even see him coming either. That's what they do. Their eyes were glowing green. Does he have glowing green eyes? Mm-mm. No. He doesn't have glowing eyes. Well, there goes that whole thing. Hmm. There goes that theory. Uh, you gotta be quiet. What the hell is uh, going so on? Yeah, 
I so fear Eric can fear get back inside the house. Did you guys go and do a car back. wash? No, he's shaking a thing of gum. Oh. <clears throat> yeah, uh, we so know Eric, all about that. Sorry. He, he gets back inside the house. Yep. He locks the door behind him. Wait a minute. Oh, sorry. Um, sorry, wait. What happened with the vehicle? He just he bolted away from it? He changed his yeah. mind. He changed his mind. Yeah, he, was, he didn't get it, yeah. <clears throat> because his so, ladies are still inside. Yeah, he's got to get back home. Right. Um, so, yeah, he's back inside. He locked the door. I don't know what I would have done. Um, you got to stay with the group. That's usually what you do. Don't separate. Don't separate. That's right. Classic horror movie trope. From what I... I mean, I don't know. I, I don't watch movies or do anything really except for ride my horse. Anyways. So when, what? I think... Go ahead. Sorry. All right. So when he gets back inside, him, Eric, and Shelly, they decide that they should call the police. Um, so they, they call the police... And then the police then forwards them to the local game warden who tells, who pretty much tells the Martins, you know, stay inside, lock the door. It's probably a bear. Hmm. You know, it won't come in. It won't hurt you if you don't go outside, blah, blah, blah. Like any bear they've ever seen. Five of so them, nonetheless. But they're not coming, you know. The game wardens are the not. The police aren't coming. The game warden's not coming. That's good for nothing. Pretty much just tell them. Uh, stay inside. That's our tax dollars, I suppose. <laughs> what was that? I feel like I've made contact with it, some unusual creature. <laughs> um, so, the Marins, they know no, there's nothing stopping these creatures from busting their way into the house. They can easily, you know, break a window or it's they're even big enough to just break down the door. Um, so they decide that they should... Well, I guess they don't really know what to do. Eric oh, decides gosh. he needs to go get his gun. Um, Eric, so, he wants that gun, I get that. Right, so he's. I guess he's going back out. This also didn't make much sense to me. So he, his new plan is to go back outside, use the light, you know, the motion light as a deterrent to keep these creatures away from him while he retrieves his gun. You know, I feel like he should have used that time to just get back to the truck, but he decides to uh, try the guns instead, which I mean, they're just, they're just as far from him as the truck, if not farther. Well, I'll tell you this, Nick. If we do a Hollywood rendition of this, we're going to have to tidy up some of that pop point right there because I, I don't like all this wishy-washy back and forth. I want action. Right. All right. So he, he's, he goes back outside. Shelly tells him, before he goes out, Shelly tells him, don't go back out there. They told him to stay inside. Lock, you know, we're going to lock ourselves in here. Blah, blah, blah. Don't do it. The, uh... Yes. And then she goes to get Chelsea, like, to wake Chelsea oh, up Chelsea. fully. Uh, and when she does this, yes, Eric yes. goes outside. He's going to go get his gun. Um, Mongo, get my gun. It's happening. And so he goes, He, you know, he sneaks back. He looks around. It's tries going to find down. Them. 
sneaks back outside, and he's like trying to get these lights to turn on. Hmm. So when he turns on, the light turns back on. Ding, ding, ding. When the light turns back on, he realizes he made a huge mistake. Instead of one creature being around him, oh. all five of them are oh, there. Oh, They have encircled him. You know, while it was dark out, while the light wasn't on, they, they had worked their way around him. So they're all they're all around him. Poke. Um, what was that guy's name again? James K. Poke. I feel like his name. What was his name? The guy. The guy you're talking about. His name's Eric. Eric. Okay. Thank you. Um. Eric. So yeah, so he's kind of stuck in the middle of them, and he realizes Poor that Eric. that they're they're in like in a, an attack formation. Oh like, no! Like working like a pack of wolves. Oh. They're gonna bring him down. Yeah. Uh, For the meat. So he doesn't really know what to do now. He's afraid that if he moves out of the light, it's gonna turn off. But he knows that they this light is keeping these creatures at bay, which also kind of doesn't make really much sense to me because. Earlier, Shelly had mentioned shining a light at one of them and that it stood up and looked at her. Like, right. You know, but, uh, Maybe Shelly can distract, distract them and shine a light somewhere else and they can run away. Uh, wait, what happens to Eric? But yeah, so he's standing there uh, and he, then he just starts to slowly back his way inside. That was a great idea, Darcy. Again, he makes it back inside. He doesn't get his gun. He doesn't get the truck. Back up noise. Um, and, I mean, that's pretty much the story for of what happened. You know, the remainder of the night, they kind of hunker down in their master bedroom. Oh, my God. Uh, Shelly says that she specifically remembers being afraid that they were going to come through the windows. Apparently, there were two windows on Ugh. either side of the bed. Ugh. Um, that's terrible. So then what, what's the, like, did they just go away then one time? They just left after that? Or? Yeah, I mean, they, the Martins, they eventually fell asleep. The Martins. They said, and when they woke up, they were gone. But before they fell asleep, they, re- they remember these creatures coming up onto the porch. Ew. They could hear them walking back and forth. Oh. You know, they're like tapping the side of the house. That's terrible. Uh, scraping their, their finger, you know, their long nails along the wood. They could hear them grunting and growling, but they eventually fell asleep. Uh, when they woke up, these creatures were gone. Um, they, the next day, Eric called his son, Come here, son. Jason, and him and Jason would go out and they would find these weird prints throughout, you know, the yard. Um, and these prints would match up to other dogman tracks dogman. You know, found throughout the country. And apparently there's this, this weird hook-like fe- feature on the back of the print, um, which I guess is attributed to the Velo Claw. So, I mean, that's pretty much the story. Whoa. Where did you hear that? How does it tie into, how does it tie into the big giant circle that was dug in the ground? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. There, I mean, there are other weird things. Apparently, they, uh, they started seeing a ghost girl. Whoa, that's a whole like, myth. Another one. Yeah, like some weird things started happening. Um, With the Martins. 
Yeah. So yeah, they started seeing, or specifically Eric started seeing this this ghost girl, this little Eric. girl. He said that she wasn't happy. Look, she didn't look happy. Um, she was dressed in like 1800 clothing, you know, period clothing. Um, but yeah, it never really says. But did Eric. the Martins go back to drinking their evening coffee? That's <laughs> what matters most. And finding comfort in each other through the harsh I feel like main the, winters. Uh, I feel like the whole, the light, they all have something to do with it. Now, what if that, <coughs> what if that particular area is, uh, the veil is thin between the mortal world and the fey world? Right, that's what I was thinking. That could be, with the ghost girl and the werewolf Makes creatures. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wonder yeah, if it's it, like a fey hole, you know, like the hole. That's how you get there, like Alice in Wonderland. You know, you got to go down the rabbit hole. Maybe that's why they filled in the pond. But what comes out of the hole is not good. Ooh, what comes out of the hole <laughs> I didn't is mean not to good. Say that, like as I was saying that, it sounded like poo. But I meant. Well, I never thought poo. <laughs> I meant the creatures come out when you open the hole. That's what happens when I poo. <laughs> So, um, you know what I mean. I got two, two other real small, small, small stories that kind of go. You know, they're on the same. They kind of go with this one a little bit. Okay. Do you want to make this into like an off the wall? I know you do those sometimes, but it doesn't have to be. What do you know? You're not bank. I listen every um, episode. No, you don't have. We'll do the last one as an off the wall. Because oh, cool. I always liked off the walls. I wish Bank were here. uh, Bank sucks. There's not much known about this story, but it's it's pretty scary, um, and it's always interested me, so... Bank has spina bifida. But the, uh... The first one I got here, it takes place in Wisconsin in 2006, so this is... Wisconsin. It's possibly the same year. Wisconsin. Um, It's for me from Wisconsin. And... It happened to a man named Steve Kruger, who was, he was a state contractor, and he would go around Wisconsin and, like, recover, you know, animals that had been hit by a car, and he would, like, you know, dispose of the the corpse. What a horrible job. The carcass. I don't like that job. So, Steve, he, uh, he specifically remembers, and I think this was somewhere around, uh, Bray Road. Oh, yeah. Okay, Bray Road was in Wisconsin. Yeah, so we, we haven't really gone over the beast of Bray Road, but it's kind of like this werewolf creature yeah. that like, has like, been seen several times on this, this stretch of That's you know, right. yep. highway. I remember you said that. So this, this guy, Steve, he picks up this dead doe, and he places it in the back of his pickup truck, uh, and then he goes back to his cab, to get the paperwork out. Oh, no. So he gets in, and he's filling out the paperwork, and he kind of feels like his truck moves, like it kind of shakes a little bit. Uh, And he initially thinks, you know, it's it's just the wind or something that kind of just blew up against his truck. But then he feels it again, and it's like a a much more violent rock. Oh. Um, So he turns around, and he shines his his light out out the, the... the back window of his truck and he sees this werewolf-like creature oh. in the back of his truck eating this dead deer. Oh. Uh, 
So he slams the truck into drive. He slams the gas. He takes off. And, you know, it was enough of a forward motion to kind of knock everything out of the back of his truck. So we had like a... Uh, deer and the wolf and all. Yeah, so the deer, the wolf, he had a, an ATV ramp that was back there. That that went flying out. Oh, wow. Uh, and he drives down the road for several miles before stopping. Um, and then he eventually goes back to try and find his ramp. And that was totally gone. Why is he looking for the ramp? Damn it. <laughs> but this this was a this report made it on the news, on the national news. Um and that's kind of that story. Not much to it, but But it's Bray Road. That could be another area with a thin barrier between Faye and Mortal. Mortal. And I, I do have one from Vermont too, actually. That Ooh. was reported by this guy named Joe Citro. Oh, I know like, Joe Citro. He's like an author who he he writes. Yeah, he's famous in our in Vermont. Yeah, being like an author of the weird. Of the weird. Uh, and I didn't. I didn't. I, I have this story in some books of his, but I didn't. I forgot to look it up. But I can kind of remember it. Uh, so I don't have all the details. But it was some town up north, and this lady. She's coming home from work late. Um, she's driving through this town and she's getting chased. All of a sudden she gets chased by this pack of werewolves. Like these wolf creatures are running at, on all fours at first. Then they stand up and they start chasing her through this town. And, you know, she eventually evades them. How but the heck? That one. And that happened here in Vermont. I forget the name of the town. How long did she um, have to evade them for? I don't remember. That sounds like a scary flight. Right. Uh, and then the last one I got, the off-the-wall story. Um, Off the wall? Yeah, so there's not much. You know, you can't find much of this story out there. Hold on, let me... A lot of... Let me tell Bank to come back real quick. Uh, hey, Bank, come on back. Yo, what's up, Nick? Hey, how's it going? <laughs> oh, wow, where'd you come from? No, I just I was over there with thing. I had something going on, but uh, <laughs> hey, guys... <laughs> Did I miss the podcast? You're fast. Did I miss the gosh darn podcast again? Oh, not much. Just about an hour and a half. How was your frolic? Oh, yeah. Me and Steve. Okay. We got, well, we got a little bit to talk about, but we can hold off on that till next episode. We're going to have to process it for a while. Um, what happened out there? Did you fire him? Well, I did fire him, and then he managed to figure out a way to get me to hire him back again. <laughs> Ooh. Now, yeah, let's not go into that. it. Steve is persistent. I'll say that. Anyway, Nick, um, go on. Were you about to do off the wall? Yeah. I thought I heard that. I mean, it's kind of off the wall-ish, but not really. Uh, so this story is known as the land between the lakes attack. So the land between the lakes, I don't even really know where that is. Um, I think it's like a, a national park or a, a national forest. It's somewhere out west. I want to say, like, in the Michigan area, maybe. Um, okay. But I, I just know that it's it's called the land between the lakes, and there's there's a lot of, like, these... They call them dogmen, but they, they don't... Dogmen. You know, when you get into, like, start looking up this stuff, they don't call them werewolves. They call them dogmen. It's, like, the name. Smaller. They're smaller um, than werewolves, right? Gotta be. No, I mean, it's the same thing. Like, uh, if you were to see a dog man, you'd be like, that's a werewolf, you know? Hmm. 
Yeah. But for some reason, they just call them dogmen. Okay. Um, so, so yeah, so this is a story that was reported supposedly by a police officer who had just come back from this horrible scene. You know, he was all shooken up, and he's talking to this server at a local diner, and he starts telling her about this family who had just been killed in their RV. So they were camping, oh, no. uh, and they had just been completely ripped apart, ripped no. to shreds. No! Uh, I won't yeah, hear of it. So, like, like you know, there's Stadies there. Everyone's there, you know. Stadies, Not good. Uh, police officers, everyone's at the scene Mounties. right now. And this guy had been relieved. And he's all shooken up. He's, like, you know, in shock. And he's telling her about this family. Um, Why are there so many horses outside my house? The camper, and that there was, there was even a little girl who was found. One smells. Like, piece, they found pieces of her, you know, in this tree. Ew. That's pretty much all that is known of the story. No one's ever been able to find. Pieces? Like, uh, oh. There's no... So, like, the Martins, there was a police report of that. Um, uh, the Wisconsin guy, Steve Kruger, there was a police report of that. Um, but no one's ever been able to really find an actual report or any sort of, like, corroborating evidence. Suggest that this was anything but a made-up story. Okay. Um, but you know, everybody reports it as Ooh. being real. It's known as like the worst dogman, uh, you know, Dog. attack ever. Damn. Usually, when you look into stories how many, of the dogmen themselves, how many? They, do- uh, how do they? Anyone who's ever really come across one? Fucking. They. These dogmen, they look like they're about to attack you, but but they don't. They never do. It doesn't seem like it. You Dog know, woman. you find some stories where That's they like do attack. Ex-wife. It seems like they just want to just scare the shit out of people and then, like, go yeah. away. But every once in a while they get hungry. They, they just want to scare the shit out of you, really. And then um, they want to get the deer if you find a deer. Well, right. but they eat human, too, it sounds like. I mean, they eviscerated oh, yeah. that poor little girl. I mean, wait, sorry, this is yeah, me again. Yeah, so I've this is one of, the, one of the only stories that ever talks about dogmen actually killing anyone. Yikes. So that's kind of why it's famous. That's weird. But I wonder why they that killed that, that little girl. Maybe, Maybe she's, she's like, extra extra tender. Oh, she might have been making fun. Maybe they touched her chicken strips. Chicken strips. Maybe chicken tenders. Oh, shit, I left the chicken strips in the... I left chicken the chicken strips? strips in the air fryer. Nicholas, oh. what do you uh, what do you want to call this episode? Do you need to go get your chicken strips? <laughs> it's okay, like, we can. Uh, like Paul Myra Wolf Attack or something like that. I like Dogman. Paul Myra Wolf. What about no, Paul, Paul Myra? Paul Myra Dogman. Dogman. Paul Myra Dogman. Now we're talking. Can we spell it Dogman? Dogman. All right, and I got one more thing to go over really quick here. Let's let's hear it. All right. So when we're talking about dogmen, dogmen, there's kind of like three categories that I think of, and those are wolf, you know, werewolves, yeah. and then you got the dogmen, uh-huh. and then you got the skinwalker. Ooh. Wait a minute. I have one of those in my house. What? What did Jim just contribute? I don't know. What did you say? 
he's smiling at me real creepy like. <laughs> I know that smile. I've seen it. <laughs> I can picture it. Kind of, uh, yeah, so yeah, you got werewolves, dogmen, and skinwalker. What's a skinwalker? Uh, What's a skinwalker? Pixie. Pixie. What's Zixel. a skinwalker, Jimmy? It's, uh, someone, like an evil witch that transforms into, like, animals. But she can, like, it sometimes it, like, becomes, like, two animals at a time, so they can both look, like, the same animal. Like a shape changer? So, like, so, like, it could be, like, a dog and a chicken. Ooh. It could be, Ooh. like, a... Chicken. Okay, well, I've, I've never heard that, but he was, pretty he was pretty close. So a skinwalker is, when, and people talk about skinwalkers being pretty much anywhere, but skinwalkers, they're really skinwalker like, from the, the southwest. So think like, like it's Arizona, a Native American thing. New Mexico. It's definitely an indigenous like, thing. And they're definitely from, uh, mostly found in like the Navajo but what puts them in the same category as werewolves? Stories from like the Navajo. So a skinwalker is like it's a it's usually like in in like a witch doctor who becomes evil. So someone who practices dark magic. Um, yeah, a witch. And they have to they have to sacrifice a loved one. So in order to become a skinwalker, you have to sacrifice. Someone you love. Oh no! And then that gives you the ability to take on the form of an animal. I guess I have to sacrifice Darcy. That's no, cool. Sorry, Darcy. Why are you gonna become a dog? Coyote. Coyote. So that's, that's the skinwalker. Wow. And a lot of a lot of people mix that up. It seems like with the dogmen or you know a werewolf. But yeah, but the skinwalker is really something that's only found in the southwest. Skinwalker doesn't have like the canine characteristics, does it? It could. It depends what kind of animal they take. Oh, yeah, so, it's not yeah, just they a wolf. Take on the form of like a coyote. It could be anything. And there's a lot of oh. there's a lot of stories of like like something happening where a coyote is like attacking someone's livestock. They shoot the coyote, and then the next day, you know. This person is has like a, a mysterious bullet, you know, wound in the same spot where the coyote was shot. Yes, I've read about this. Oh yeah, you know stories like that. There's some really um, wild magic there. I bet um, it's fae folk. I bet. So yeah, so the werewolf. Obviously, we know what that is. It's someone who changes into a wolf, usually via like some sort of object, like a solve or a belt. Kind of like, remember that guy, Peter Stubb? Stubby. We talked about him in the werewolf episode where he had like a belt. Oh, yeah. Werewolf. Old Stubby. A furry belt? <laughs> so, yeah. Furry so belt. That was, yeah, and like he would use werewolf. it to turn into a, to like be able to have the curse be upon and then, him. And the dog man, like dog a, man. the dog man creature is like something that's, Something that's able to walk on all fours as well as two feet, um, you know, whenever it wants to. It's always in a wolf form. It's not somebody who can change into oh. change into one when they want. And they travel Kinda in packs. Like, yeah, think of it like a wolf that learned how to walk on on two feet. That's pretty much what a dogman is. And a lot of times in dogman reports, you hear of like the witness. They'll talk about when the animal stood up. 
Ah, uh, hello. There's this like is the Dog Man Report, like and popping uh, sound. You can like popping? hear the the legs like popping into position. Ew! Ew! I can hear like the bony joints just cracking into place. Right. Ew. And then you know you better run. The Dog Man's yeah. after you. <laughs> the Dog Man is here. But they don't always kill you. Sometimes they just taunt you. Hey, I'm Dog Man. Get That's away. <laughs> Get away! That's pretty cool, Nick. That's that's a, a lot of stuff. That's, that's I like it. It's like almost a continuation of our well, werewolf episode, but I want a beer. with more specific stories. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Like Daddy. that you connected to the Skinwalkers, because that's a cool yeah, topic. Yeah, we should do that. That's too. a really cool topic. That's very magical. Oh, this, yeah, the Skinwalker. Yeah. Yeah. And if you like Skinwalk, if you like this. Like the idea of a skinwalker. There's a real good book out there called Thunderhead. Ooh. Um, I want. I want to read that. And I was wondering, do you know of anyone that sells skinwalker insurance? Skinwalker insurance? Yeah. No, I. Supplemental. I wish I did though. Would that be for the skinwalker or against the skinwalker? (laughs) It would be for the skinwalker. (laughs) If you come in contact with one? No, if you are one. If you for, are one. I think it would be for the skinwalker. Yeah. Skinwalkers are people too. So the, it, like they can't be held responsible for any damage that they do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that would be cool. Okay, I'll get some. <laughs> Give me some. <coughs> so yeah, cool. Oh my God. Well, Nico, that was a good app. Why don't you uh, say the phrase, buddy? And we'll, we'll call it quits. So yeah. Almira, werewolves. Dogman, that sounds almost canon to me. That's almost canon, baby. 